Welcome to the Authentic Online Marketing Podcast and Happy New Year. And I have my cohort here, Sarah Motes, with me today. And we're going to talk about 2024 email marketing trends, right? Yes. Yes, we are. I'm very excited to talk about this. If you are marketing a product or a service, a book, a podcast of any kind, you need an email list yesterday. So we want to tell you how to leverage that in 2024. Welcome to Authentic Online Marketing with Ruthie Gray. Growing awareness for your blog, podcast, book, or product involves more than dancing to reels and yelling, buy my thing. This show models quality over clamor so you can put your spin on your message and market in a way that feels authentic to you because nobody wants to sound like an infomercial. And now here's your host, Ruthie Gray. All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to start with metrics for email marketing first. Sarah, take it away. So basically, whenever you have an email list, there's going to be certain things that you're looking for to make sure that your email list is actually being successful. And one of those metrics that a lot of people look at is the open rate. How many people on your list are actually opening the emails that you're sending out? But in 2024, tracking your open rates is going to be way less important than it has ever been before. Instead, email marketers will start looking at other factors like your unsubscribe rate and like actual clicks in the email that go to your website or whatever action you're asking them to take. No pressure, right? (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah. So your click-through rate is going to be more important than your open rates. You're wanting clicks and not opens, which is kind of true. I mean, open rates can kind of just be a vanity metric anyway, because mm-hmm. an open rate doesn't make you money. True. Like you, you want to track your return on investment rather than, oh, cool. I have like sort of like Instagram. Oh, cool. I have this many followers. Yeah. But if you have no engagement, then who cares? Right. Exactly. Let me just circle back. If you missed our last podcast episode, it was about 2024 Instagram trends. So after this episode, circle back and listen to that. Yes. So the reason why tracking your open rates is going to become less important is because of Apple. I'm a big Apple fan. I have Mac. I have Mm -hmm. iPhone. I'm very loyal to Apple, but it has made some changes to the iOS. So without getting too crazy technical, basically what this means is that... Apple is no longer going to tell you when an email is opened on an Apple device. And as a result, the open rates will no longer be accurate and the other metrics will give a better indication of engagement. Okay, so let's go on then. Let's talk about our first marketing trend that we're seeing, which is not new, but it is something that I find Like when people enter Authentic Online Marketing School, a lot of times they don't have this in place. And that is email marketing automation. Yeah, email marketing automation, that's going to ensure that you have cohesive communication between your subscribers and yourself. So whenever you have a new person who signs up for your free opt-in, that will trigger like a drip, an automation where you have a certain sequence, like a welcome sequence of emails that drips out over time to someone who's new to you, who 
doesn't know who you are, but they really needed your free opt-in. So they got it. If you (laughs) haven't set up an automation, it's really not that hard. Ruthie talks about this in Authentic Online Marketing School, where she will help you set up an email welcome sequence. Automated emails generate 320% more revenue than non-automated emails. So you're going to want to create... First of all, you're going to want to create an email welcome series. It can just be a single email if you want to. But really, having just a short email welcome series is a great way, a fantastic way to onboard new subscribers. It sets the expectations and it increases engagement as well. So what they're saying is you are developing a relationship. You're starting a relationship when someone signs up for your email opt-in. They sign up for your newsletter. And so the natural progression of things should be to send them a welcome series. And this helps them get to know you and your writing style and your teaching style, your marketing style. And it kind of helps them ease into it. And this is just, it's an astounding percentage rate 320% more revenue than non-automated emails. You're warming them up to something. So that that just makes sense. That's why in Authentic Online Marketing School, we help you develop a series of two to three emails, welcome emails, and we go through it and I kind of critique it and kind of guide you if like maybe you should leave this out or maybe this paragraph doesn't quite jive with the rest of it or whatever. And so that way you can leave confident with your welcome series. And by the way, Authentic Online Marketing School opens once to twice a year. We'll keep you updated on that, but you will hear us refer to that every once in a while because Authentic Online Marketing School is a perfect blend of Instagram and email marketing. So what's the second thing we can do? So you're going to want to send better transactional emails. These are just going to be confirmation messages, almost as a thank you for taking an action on your site, whether they've booked a call with you, whether they've purchased something from you, just send them an email recognizing that they've taken an action. Well, that's only normal. Mm -hmm. Like we send thank you notes for birthday gifts and, you know, kind gestures. It stands to reason these are probably not people that you know personally in real life. So it's even more of a reason to nurture that relationship. Take the time to say thank you and follow up. How is your product doing for you? Is it working the way you thought it would? Can we help you? I do this in some of my welcome series. When people sign up for a product of mine, a course like my basic authentic Instagram engagement course, I will send a follow-up of three emails and they are giving them tips on how to get through the course in a faster, easier amount of time, how to break it up. So that's the kind of thing you want to do, even with a freebie that you give them. You can send them a follow-up email and say, I'm so glad that you got XYZ. Thank you for taking the time to sign up for it. Have you used it yet? Here's a tip. Take five minutes a day each morning to implement whatever. So it's just, you know, just kind of a kindness kind of thing there. 
So let's go with our next trend, artificial intelligence. AI. Okay. We've done, we've, we've talked about AI a little bit yeah. here. If you're still hesitant on using AI, I think it's just time. It's going to free up human resources. It is a fantastic resource for you. It's going to make it easier uh, for your writing. Just if you hit writer's block, plug it in there. Don't know how to write a welcome email. Start there. As Ruthie always says, refine it, refine it, refine it. You can use it to gather data faster and help you analyze it. If you're about to send out an email, it'll help you write email subject lines. It can help with your campaigns. It's, it's just such an incredibly valuable resource. Absolutely. AI is not the enemy. Yes, they are gathering data. But if you just simply go to chat GPT and say, give me five headline titles for how to write a book or give me an outline with five bullet points for how to groom your cat, those kind of things. And then you can refine and refine, like Sarah said, what you want to do is not just blank copy AI. It's just terrible. The copy is terrible. It copies itself really is what it does. Let's dive deep today on blah, 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 X, Y, Z. So that's not what you want to do. You want to take it and make it into good copy and copy that sounds like you for your people. Okay, we've said enough about AI. Let's move on to mobile friendliness. Mobile friendliness. I would say this isn't really a trend. This needs to be a standard by now. Mm -hmm. I understand how fun it is to design your emails on desktop and it looks so pretty. You add your photos, but I need you all to stop and design for mobile first. Mm -hmm. And some of your CRMs, like maybe Flowdesk, you can actually select a cell phone and it, you can design within something that looks sort of like a cell phone. Typically, it's you know, 320 by however many pixels. Mm -hmm. And you design within that first. I rarely read emails on my desktop. I am a millennial. Same. Yeah. Same. Okay. Same. So this is no longer just a millennial thing. We got to design for mobile first. So here's a few things that you're going to want to do. Number one, you have to write copy that works well on mobile. Please do not write novels. That's for a blog post. You can summarize your blog post and put a link to it. But you really need to keep your text crisp, clear, compelling. Think bullet points, not essays. I'm a skimmer. When I'm in an email, I want the TLDR version. Mm -hmm. I am not going to read your whole blog post in an email. The other thing you can do is create headlines. Break up your copy with headlines. I've often had readers reply back to me and say, Thank you so much for the headlines. I was busy today, but I wanted to know what was in your email so that I, I can save it for later to really soak in if I know what it is about. So you do them a favor when you break up your text with headlines. Also on mobile, you've got, uh, got to think about this, subject lines. So on mobile, you've got 25 to 30 characters to make an impression. Our headlines actually need to be shorter than we think. Get yes. to the point, tell them. It can be longer if you want, but try to say the most in the first three to five words, I'd say. Wouldn't you, Sarah? 
get yeah. to the point pretty fast. This is something that I do regularly. Like you said, some CRMs, those are email providers, will give you the mobile view. But something I do is after I craft a newsletter, I always send it to myself and I open it on desktop, but I also open it on mobile to see if it looks weird. Too much spacing, not enough. What does it look like? That's important. And also what you said was to not put so many images in there. Really, some of the best emails that I read are ones that don't have any images in them. They just get to the point. I don't have any data on this off the top of my head, but I have read something earlier and I wish I had the article in front of me (laughs) that said basically to stop putting images in your email altogether because it'll prevent it from going into spam. Mm -hmm. Have you seen anything on that? I have heard that for years. And that's why I don't usually send a lot of photos or graphics in my emails because I still believe that. Mm -hmm. If you are having trouble getting your open rates up, try cutting your photos and see what happens. That's what I would say. What are some other tips, Sarah, for designing with mobile in mind? Well, not all phones will load images by default. I can't tell you the why behind it. I just know that not all phones will load it and you'll get that little blue square with a little question mark in it and it won't load the image. So you need to design with a no image scenario in mind. Your message still needs to come across and not be relying on the images. And I know it's so hard because if you get on Pinterest and you type in like email template or something (laughs) for inspiration and they're so beautiful, I get it. But it's just pretty. It it might not actually serve you. It might distract the reader Mm -hmm. from actually clicking through. And remember, your click-through rate is what we are tracking these days. Something else that you could do for mobile is position your calls to action in the middle of the screen. Like if you have a button you want them to click on, like get yours here, buy now, or read the blog post. Position it in the middle instead of like on the left because fingers aren't as precise as mouse pointers, right? (laughs) Yes, so size is going to matter. Yeah. Putting it in the middle of the screen is going to help you click it. Don't align it to the right so that it's lined up with your text. Go ahead and put it in the middle. It's, It's just going to make it way easier to click on it. Another thing is to feel free to space things out. White space is what we call it in the, in the design world. White space is fine. Blank mm-hmm. empty space is fine. Make sure that there's enough space between your text and the call to action. Separate them out a bit. Maybe add some margin or padding. Avoid a link cluster. So like in your text, if it's read about email marketing and Instagram and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Don't make mm-hmm. all those words links. Just kind of space things out. Think about fingers versus mouse pointers. It's a lot better. Yes. For cause to action, this is actually something that I recently worked with one of my business coaching clients. We worked on her email and she had me read it over and there were several links in there and they were all to different things. So if you really want to escalate your click rate, have one call to action in your email. Have it be about one thing. You can spread that one link in different places if you want, 
But if you are talking about buy the stress here and oh, by the way, here is a great pet tool for grooming your cat. I don't know why I'm going, the default is grooming the cat today. I don't even have a cat. And I think you, you grooming cats is sounds like dangerous. <laughs> but anyway, um, and then the other link is going to be to something like a, a curling iron that you use. Don't do that. We raised her click rate quite a bit once she narrowed down exactly what the call to action was. Keep that in mind. Last thing we're going to talk about, we're just going to kind of touch on it because honestly, we don't know a lot about it, but it is going to be a trend in 2024 is interactive emails. Interactive emails. So whenever I say interactive, I mean an animated button, a carousel, a poll, something like that. Now, the reason why we're a little bit hesitant to talk about it is because we haven't seen it in action all that much. But if you have seen this, what I'm about to talk about in action, please like forward those emails to Ruby or I because we would really like to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or send us a screenshot of it on Instagram or something. DM Ruthie. Because mm-hmm. we would really like to see that. So interactive emails. According to MarTech Advisor, interactive email content increases the click to open rate by 73%. 60% of email recipients say that they are likely to engage with an interactive email. And over 50% of email recipients say that they want to interact inside their email, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the type of interactive emails would be things like image carousels within an email. Now, I am a UX UI designer for websites. And I know that carousels work in certain situations, but not like they did 15 years ago where there was a carousel on every website. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it would have to really be used strategically. Maybe if you have a product and you're showing photos of the product or you have multiple products, I'm guessing that would be okay to do. I just don't have any data to tell you how to exactly do image carousel. And a lot of these interactive elements I'm going to talk about really depend on what CRM you're using. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that ConvertKit would be different from Flowdesk, would be different from another one. So it just kind of depends on what your CRM that you're using currently offers. Something that I think a lot of you all could go ahead and use is embedding a video into your email. Instead of like, click over to YouTube to watch my video, just go ahead Mm -hmm. and embed it into the email so they don't even have to leave their email. Basically, you're going to get better engagement the fewer times people have to click. The fewer clicks, the better. If you want them to watch the video, then just embed it in the email. Don't make them click over somewhere else. Another thing you could do is potentially a poll, depending on CRM. A quick list of what you could do are quizzes. You could try accordions to open up more content, reviews and ratings, search bar entries. I don't know how a search bar entry would work in an email. So really, this is mm. this is all very like new. And I yeah. would love to see it done well. I would love personally, because y'all know how much I love stories and I'm telling you all the time to take polls in your stories. And I do this weekly, usually two to three times a week. I get so much feedback 
from my followers on what they need by using polls. And I would love to have the poll option in my email. Love it. Let's wrap up. Okay. So pay attention to your metrics. Number one, click rates are going to be big. That's what they're going to measure your effectiveness with your email marketing by is click rates. So be careful. Email marketing automation, make sure that you have a welcome series and nurture. And then AI, it's not the enemy. You can use it to create faster content, but make sure it's good content. Then mobile friendliness, check your newsletter on your phone before sending. And then you could just kind of look for these interactive email features and really familiarize yourself with your CRM, your email provider. Make sure that you're up on what they're offering so that you can take advantage of those things if you're paying for them. And like Sarah said, if you happen to see some of the interactive trends that we talked about, please send me a screenshot or uh, forward the email to ruthiegray123 at gmail. I would love to see what that looks like. This has been fun, Sarah. Thank you for joining us for this fun conversation. Always so happy to come on this podcast. We have fun, you guys. What trends did you hear today that you're going to implement? We would love to know. You can let us know either that or send us a screenshot of the new interactive email that you saw. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, be sure to share your message your way in your own authentic and not AI voice. We'll be back next week. Welcome to the Authentic Online Marketing Podcast. And my cohort, Sarah, is joining me today. We're going to talk about 2024 Instagram trends, right, Sarah? Nope. We're going to talk about 2024 email marketing trends. (laughs) And my, oh man. And my cohort, Sarah Motes, is with me today. And we're going to talk about 2024 Instagram trends. No. Oh my goodness. This is terrible. Okay. (laughs) I got to give myself a Oh my goodness. Ah.